This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome to Magpies Unrestricted. Ladies and gents, welcome to Magpies Unrestricted, where we'll be talking all things Newcastle United. I'm your host, Chris Simpson, and joining me today, as always, is Cara Thistleberg. Hello. And to be honest, we're going to have to start with England today, after reaching the final of Euro 2020, or as it really should be called, Euro 2021. It does annoy me, this new, like, scoring system, I was going to say, but dating system, like Tokyo 2020, it's basically going to be 21, nearer to 22. <laughs> It's like, yeah, they're just sort of insisting, no, no, it's 2020. Look, it's bad enough. It takes me half the year to write down the correct year, and now you're mucking me up with this whole 2020 malarkey. It's just tempting fate. But, yeah, England. England. Yeah, well, you know, you've not got really any Newcastle players there, but your coach, Graham Jones, was among Gary Southgate's coaching staff. So, you know, that that's something to be proud of. I'm not going to lie, I've probably not seen any of his actual skills in Newcastle. <laughs> what what does he what does he coach? Please tell me it's not defence because that's that's screwed England. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think first of all, I think Graham Jones deserves all of Gareth Southgate's credit <laughs> for oh, reaching the final. It's not Gareth it's Southgate. All, all, Graham, jo- all okay. Graham Jones. Fair enough. No, on, on a serious note. You've got to just tip your hat to Gareth Southgate and, and to the entire England team for what they've done. It's obviously so disappointing and frustrating to fall at that final hurdle on penalties, as always. And especially the way the penalty shootout unfolded with us having that advantage at first and then squandering it with the three misses. and You know, uh, it's... It, it, it was difficult to sit through on Sunday night, but look, at the end of the day, England reached a major final. All right, yes, Italy was slightly the better team on the day, but there's no shame in that. This is a very, very good Italy side, and I think the boys really did themselves proud. I think Gareth Southgate and all the coaching staff, including Graham Jones, they did us all proud, um, and... I'm probably going to have to stop talking about this before I get yeah, too emotional. Yeah, everybody, everybody's heard it a million times, unfortunately. Yes, we were good. We weren't good enough. It's just the way it happened. Uh, we didn't really turn up to the same standard where we were in the first half. Scored too early. I don't know what that really entails. Does it mean we weren't, we didn't, we weren't pushing for that second goal enough? Were we too cautious? doesn't matter. Happens, it happens. To be honest, everybody knew deep down that this is exactly the way the final would have gone. <laughs> well, I have to say, I never thought that I would see England win a trophy before Newcastle. And um, we go back to waiting on both fronts. <laughs> so who knows? I, I, it doesn't matter that England will eventually win. I don't know. It, it might be it might be twenty sixty six when we enter the World Cup, but we'll still get a cup before uh, Newcastle do it this way. So, <laughs> Probably. Uh... <laughs> hey, you never know. World Cups next year. We go again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, the Copper America happened. 
Miguel Almiron's Paraguay making it to the quarterfinals. Uh, he also suffered some penalty heartbreak as they went out to Peru. And nothing to do with Newcastle here. But on a personal note, I think it, for me anyway, it was quite nice to see Lionel Messi finally win a trophy with Argentina. I know we really shouldn't be saying that about Argentina because they're one of our biggest international rivals. But that man deserves a trophy with Argentina. Um, so uh, just on a personal note, it was quite nice, I think, f- to see him lift one. I know it's strange because it's Lionel Messi because he's literally the best player in the history of football. He's won basically everything under the sun. But I think he really did deserve a bit of a break on the international stage. Yeah, it's all of our listeners have now started a Who's Better Messi Ronaldo now because you know the people who Ronaldo will sense this. Like, <laughs> sharks in the water and they'll be all over Twitter and everything. Like, just saying all that stupid things. It's like, yeah, we get it. We get it. They're both good. Just chill. You're well, allowed to praise one and not praise the other. Doesn't mean one's better than the other. They're both good. <laughs> well, Ronaldo is a notable listener of Magpies and Restricted. Uh, so my sources tell me. Yeah. Um, so sorry, Ronnie, but we're praising Messi today. <laughs> but we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on from all the international football now and actually get down to Newcastle, which is because then why no, we're here. no one else in Newcastle plays for an international team that's been playing in the uh, Fabian Cher, Switzerland. Yeah, beat France. Cher absolutely smashing home his penalty. He, he then missed a penalty in he the subsequent did. shootout, but he scored against uh, France. He did. He did. When did they go on? Switzerland. Yeah. Uh, they went out in the quarters. You didn't mention him. You mentioned Almiron, but you didn't mention. That is a bit of an oversight on my That's part. That's a massive oversight, and you love him as well. <laughs> I do love Fabian Cher. That's so rude. Uh, speaking of Fabian Cher, actually, just extend uh, Newcastle have extended his contract by a year. Uh, same with uh, Paul Dummett, uh, who we talked about last time, uh, and then new deals for Federico Fernandez, Jacob Murphy, and. Oh my god, I'm sorry, the cat just did a yawn cry. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> he thinks it's good business, and I, I agree with him. Um, oh, and Dwight Gale as well. I think I was interrupted rudely by the cat there. Um, but yeah, you know, Fernandez, Sharp, both solid defenders. I think you certainly wouldn't want to lose either of them on a free. I mean, you're saying this is if it's all good news, and it is good news. However, you really need to buy people. It's great extending contracts, but you don't have enough. Uh, depth in your squad at this point. Newcastle desperately need to sign some new players. Yes, I mean, I mean, well, while while we're on on this, I mean, Dwight Gale. Don't get me wrong; I don't think it's bad business to give him a new deal. But on the other hand, as we've talked about before, I don't think he's the most convincing player at Premier League level. And I think the reason that we've given him that new deal is because we have such little depth up front. I mean, we've got Callum Wilson, who obviously is fantastic, but as we know, is injury prone. We've got Joe Winton, who, as we know, isn't very prolific. Even when he plays well, he he doesn't, you know, get a lot of goals. And obviously, Andy Carroll's gone, so it, it's a bit of a no-brainer to give Gale a new deal and keep him around. But on the other hand, as you've quite rightly pointed out, I mean, we're now in. I mean, I know the Euro skews things, and I know not. There hasn't been a huge amount of activity yet for, for quite a few teams. We signed three players. But we're in the middle of July now and there's basically been no activity whatsoever on the Newcastle front. I mean, if Leicester can sign three players, not, you know, necessarily the most well-known. They play, some play for Lille, some have been in um, contest with other Premier League teams to try and sign them and we've been fortunate enough to, to get their signature first. 
But I mean, come on, Newcastle. I know that, that Newcastle, the squad has been handicapped by injuries. Not the only squad, as we've talked about before, but you say you've just not got the depth and you've not got the, I suppose, youth input to push forward with your squad at the moment. It's, it's worrying because it does, you are extending all these contracts, as we've said, but it, it, it almost feels like it's stagnating a little bit as a club. You've got the likes of Almiron. Jolington, um, San Maximan and Wilson, they're great. But if one of them gets injured, which they will, you're almost back in. You're back in the mog, in the in the in the, in the mog, <laughs> in the bog again. And it's going to be very difficult for you to get out of. You do need that. They might not necessarily be the most well formed players at this point, but Newcastle do need someone that you can go. Oh, this is potentially going to be a new talisman. Look, here he is filling in for such and such. He just injects that little bit of um, enthusiasm. I mean, what's happened in your in, in Newcastle's youth development team at the moment? Because, as we've said, we've barely seen any of them coming through. And it would have been the perfect time last season with, with all the difficulties you've had. We've seen it with other teams having to play their younger players and they coming through and making a big impact into the into the senior squads. So, I mean, I'm worried. Yeah, I mean, as we've talked about before, you know, Steve Bruce just seems incredibly reluctant to, to really give any of our younger players a chance. I mean, he, he essentially regressed Matty Longstaff back into a youth player after he'd, you know, broken into the senior team. Um, so, yeah, there's not, doesn't seem to be much in the way of as you say, kids coming through and yeah, it's it's going to be another one of those summers, I think, under Mike Ashley where basically the manager has no funds. So it's going to be loan players and it's going to be free transfers. So my hope of us getting any sort of great bargains is pretty slim. Maybe we'll get lucky and get another sort of Joe Willock on loan who can have a massive impact but again they're only going to be on loan it's it's all temporary I mean hopefully would it be possible for Newcastle to get Willock on loan again this year doesn't seem too promising to be honest I I, I very much get the impression he is back at Arsenal mm. to stay at least for the for the forthcoming season don't worry maybe Leicester will rescue him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah as we've said listeners <laughs> all along when there is actual signings, we absolutely will report on them for you and give our thoughts. But so far, yeah, really nothing to talk about on that front. I think I think we're just going to start making up for scouted by by Newcastle. <laughs> oh well, you know, obviously, when that. when Griezmann comes in as player coach and obviously yeah. he signs Mbappe, then, then different. Yeah, that'll be a turnaround. That then you've got the. Do you think Mbappe will come for free because Griezmann's his friend? Well, apparently on Football Manager it costs 135 million, so maybe not. But <laughs> you're kidding, as if you've got that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically about half of what our club's worth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I mean it's not far off. I mean, <laughs> our valuation is what three to 350 million. 135 is not far off half that. So. <laughs> But anyway, new kits for 2022. I do like the logo of your new sponsor. I, 
I do miss Puma. I think Puma do make lovely kits, and I, I'm very upset, for instance, that Leicester no longer have Puma because I don't actually rate the Adidas ones that much. But um, what's what's the logo and the the make cord again, Christopher? Castor. They're um, I have to say they're not a brand that I was hugely familiar with, um, but they they do Rangers kits. They they've just started doing Wolves uh, for the new season as well. All these big teams. Saracens in the rugby, and, and they also uh, have a sponsorship deal with Andy Murray. So they're obviously making moves into sort of sport sponsorships. Yeah, they seem quite uh, broad-ranging. They also have something with McLaren too. Um, I've had a look at it. I mean, you can obviously just type it in on the internet and have a look. It looks a bit more old-fashioned. I do like the buttons. Um I was going to say, I was going to ask what your thoughts on the, yeah, sort of the colour and the buttons I, I do, I do like buttons and, and even, you know, when they have the little lapels as well, the actual collar, that's not a lapel, I'm not quite in the 70s, but <laughs> the collars, I do like collars and, and, and buttons on them. I, I do think it looks makes it look quite smart. Uh, I'm not sure I'm such a big fan of the massive fat um, stripes. I do prefer more stripes because it kind of just look like an inverted roadway. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's it could be worse. I mean, you could be you could you could be a goalkeeper for Newcastle and wear the horrific version of the Newcastle goalkeeper kit, which is pink with horizontal no, not horizontal, my bad, diagonal pink and off pink stripes. Yeah, Martin Dubravka is going be... to look like <laughs> a pig. If he puts opposition strikers off, I'll be quite happy. Oh god, that is just absolute bull pig. He might, <laughs> might put our own defenders off, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but yeah, we do seem to alternate at the moment between sort of thin and thicker stripes. I think I would prefer something a bit more in the middle, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, what I'm going to say is for the average Newcastle fan who goes to the Newcastle football matches live, we all know the type of ones we're saying, the ones whose shirts don't normally stay on for more than two minutes. <laughs> um, and then they show their little pink belly so everyone thinks they're a goalkeeper. Um but I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I am not a fit individual either. I know I have the voice of someone who's clearly size 10. Um, but I I am not small. And I would not be happy wearing this T-shirt because that massive fat vertical stripe will make me look even fatter. So I think, unfortunately, maybe people's fashion sense who maybe isn't, you know, a physically fit football player might not look great in this. Yeah, I think the other thing for me, which I've seen pointed out, and once you see it, you can't unsee it, is that with that white collar through that thick uh, black centre stripe and then with the logo, it looks like there is a massive number four right under your chin. Yeah, it does. And I can't unsee that now. (laughs) (laughs) Also worth noting that at £65, is one of the most expensive <laughs> I'm sorry, right? Okay, we live near Peterborough, and I thought, oh, I'm going to go and buy a Peterborough United shirt, and they were 40 quid, and I went, are you absolutely joshing me? Because I could buy a Leicester City shirt for about 30. £65 is an absolute rip-off. It's, it's no, far do too it. much to be paying for a football <laughs> shirt, I think. And yeah, uh, the kit deal as well, it's uh, worth £5 million a year. So that's. Oh my God. That's the it... entirety of Steve Bruce's transfer kit. Did you ever wear the third kit last season? That was the season before. Was it the season? Oh, yeah. 
Did you ever wear that kit? Maybe once or twice. I quite like it. That's why you never wore it. Don't have good fashion sense. <laughs> we've, we're, we've had some shoppers over here. Oh, God, yeah. That's why I don't buy you those ones. <laughs> so, yeah, it's £65. It is pretty expensive. Don't get me wrong. All football tops are expensive, especially right at the start of the season. I mean, I... I don't think you not buying one means you're not a fan right at the start. Just be sensible. Wait till it comes down in price, especially around Christmas. There'll be deals. Um, I'm not a frequent visitor to Newcastle's um, store, a fan store very often. I do get the odd update every now and then. But they do tend to have sales fairly often. Probably worth having a look there. Have a look around, um, say, mid-season. It's all right. I think it's an interesting one being the first... First uh, top for your new brand. I must say, I do like their Castor logo. Some two wings. It does look pretty funky. It is a nice one. Yeah. Uh, um, they're all about um, heritage and and like progression. So I do get the the idea that they've gone back to you know the old style button collars, a bit like a granddad shirt. But yeah, no, they, it is. It looks pretty funky. Probably not the best if you're slightly overweight or fat like me. Um, but you know, does it does it pretty cool and high hopes. I think I think the rest of the kit looks pretty smart. Uh, ho- hopefully, you have them again next year. I assume this is going to be more than a one one year deal. Yeah, the the deal's worth five million pounds a year. I didn't actually find out exactly how long the deal is, but I, I they suspect- normally yeah, they're, they're normally more they than they a year, u- they're usually a good few years at a time. Like- yeah, around three or two, two minimum. So I mean, probably if, more like three or four. Yeah, hopefully they'll go back to the thicker, thicker stripes. That would be black. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they'll go back to maybe multiple more stripes. Well, maybe not as many, but you know, two, two or three different band colours that look quite nice in the middle. So, so we'll see how it goes. At least they've not gone proper crazy and done some weird shapes, and you're no longer black and white stripes because we all know that could happen, especially with Mike Ashley selling um, Newcastle stuff off. So, yeah. Touch wood, it's not a thing of the way to go bro, and go back to heritage for Newcastle as a whole, and hopefully you don't all just have a team of about ancient people with no new young blood, and it's the same team that doesn't change forever, like a time loop. But yeah, that's pretty much it really from us this week. Um, when Newcastle actually do anything in the transfer market, we will be sure to update you. Until then, and I mean, I wouldn't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> until then if you could please give the podcast a like and subscribe and leave us a positive review that would be absolutely fantastic Wait, before we say goodbye though we just want to give a little hint about something that we might, might try and do in this off period with the podcast uh, yeah so that was actually yeah something that uh, we'll also hopefully have with you next time fingers crossed maybe some chance for you <laughs> uh, is we are hoping to do a bit of a sort of ongoing series where we sort of put together kind of a bit of a sort of all-time Newcastle 11. Um, We might, you know, we'll talk about, well, we'll sort of go through the positions, maybe one or two a week. Um, We'll talk about whether or not they, why they are deemed worthy to be in the illustrious Newcastle kit in this illustrious all-star team. Obviously, you know, I'm I'm sure Shearer won't be mentioned a million times. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, it should be should be an interesting one. I watch Christopher get very angry at me if I disagree with someone. 
very passionate about this. Um, <laughs> well, if you disagree with Shearer, we are going to have yeah, a problem. Yeah, I mean, completely overrated. Uh, <laughs> right, that's it. Podcast over. <laughs> Doing podcasts in your relationship. <laughs> that was over a long time ago. Because you dished Shearer. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, that's something um, that we're looking forward to doing and hopefully makes for a good listen as well. If nothing else, you'll get to hear us. And hey, if you about can, Alan Shearer. Yeah, I mean, if you can leave comments or, you know, even if you know Christopher personally or myself personally and you disagree, please, you know, send us a message or send write in the comments section whether or not you think we've missed someone or whether you think that Shearer is completely overrated. Um, you know, like, I'll be that, that meme, you know, I believe Shearer is not. Sheer is overrated, prove me wrong type thing. That's what that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> I'll be the devil's advocate. I'll be the one irritating him. He's going to be so stressed. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, so this feature isn't going to happen, listeners. So. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, this has been Magpies Unrestricted, and I've been your host, Chris Simpson. Thanks, Cara. You say that, and you really don't mean it. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> and thank you to your listeners. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts.